All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where I help you understand why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com. Gals and pals, oh my God, Gal Pal Nation. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I didn't know it was his birthday today, too. It's an added bonus. But I literally got our podcast guest today by accosting him on a bus at Podcast Movement in Dallas and uttering the words, and he don't think he liked him very much, and I'm sure he's going to give it back to me tonight, that the Big East is inferior to the ACC, and that's all it took. <laughs> he's already <laughs> laughing, going, oh no, what have I got myself to do? A lot of people who are in the sports podcasting space, when I mention names like Pat Flynn or Chris Ducker or my next guest, they're kind of like, who? Which is always amazing to me because let me tell you, Galpa Nation, this guy right here is the real deal. He hosts a seven day a week podcast. That's crazy. Trust me. I kind of did that in, in on September and I thought I was going to lose my mind. Um, he has amazing free podcast courses. So if you want to learn how to podcast, he's the dude to find. And I just think the world of him. And again, it's his birthday. So Galpal Nation, are you ready to meet Fire Nation? That's right, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas is on the podcast today. Hello, John. Ramona, I could not be more excited to be here for so, so many reasons. But you know, you're just an awesome person, and I love talking sports, and I'm glad that Gal Pal Nation is going to meet Fire Nation. Let's ignite. Ooh, that's good. You kind of changed up your little, um, you know, catchphrase, because normally it's like, are you ready to ignite? I'm already ignited. <laughs> like, I'm on fire. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> exactly. So I always start my interviews with the same question, how did you get into sports? So it started at a very, very young age. I came from a small town, luckily. Because for a long time, I was able to fool myself that I was actually a good athlete. And and I was never really a good athlete. I was just good compared to the competition, which was pretty minimal. When you go to a very small elementary school in a very small town in southern Maine, um, if you can basically walk, you're a pretty good athlete. So, you know, I was just very young getting into sports. My father was a big athlete, so he coached all the teams. I was just the shortstop. I was a point guard. I was, you know, you name it. I was that. And, and I loved all sports. I loved competition. That's one thing that's never left me. I still love competition to this day, but I've realized I need to take a backseat as a participant in an athlete and just become somebody, like you mentioned in the intro, that yells at the TV. Yeah, I mean, and I am so amazed whenever I talk to a guy, men, particularly in the entrepreneurship or business space, how many of them are sports fans. I mean, Michael O'Neill is a great example. He is passionate about his Pittsburgh Steelers. You are passionate about Providence. Um, that is, it was funny in the email. He goes, that's my heart. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Because, you know, again, proud Wahoo over here, you know, UVA is my happy place unless it's football season. Um, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you're a fan, John, when you willingly go to like games that, you know, are going to be bad. I mean, I have season uh, tickets to UVA football. That's love. That is love. That is love. Yeah. And now you're not even kind of close to Providence. You're all the way across the country in San Diego, which has got to be tough. It is tough, but let me tell you a really quick and cool story. So number one, I want to brush over that Michael O'Neill thing because this is a really cool mini story is he is so obsessed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And anybody that listened to that episode knows how obsessed he is. Do you guys get into the Heinz Ward thing? 
Not yet. Um, but yeah, he loves him some Heinz Ward. Who doesn't uh, though? Come on, it's well, Heinz Ward. Let me kind of shed some light on this. So I got an email like about maybe two months ago, and this guy just says, Hey John, I represent Heinz Ward. We want to start a podcast with Heinz Ward. Will you be the co-host? And I was like, whoa. And they're like, we research you. You're the guy. Let's do this. And I was just like, you know, maybe three years ago I would have been excited about this because that would have been cool, but it's just not something that I would ever take on now. But I know the perfect person for you. I introduced Heinz Ward to Michael O'Neill. Heinz Ward flew Michael O'Neill out to his home in Atlanta, they had dinner together. They're now besties, literally. Um, they like periscopes. They do a ton of stuff together. It's crazy. And now the Heinz Awards show, co-hosted by Michael O'Neill, is going to be launching within the month. Yeah, I did hear a little something about that, but I wasn't sure if I was allowed to talk about Just it Just get excited. It's phenomenal. But <laughs> I'm really excited about it, actually, yes, for other on, reasons. Yeah. On to a better story, because um, I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, is <laughs> Obviously not. Prob- you are a Patriots fan. Right. And again, I was born in New England, so it's totally legit. I'm not like one of these, yes, I'm born and raised in Tennessee, but I'm a, you know, Dallas Cowboys fan because they're America's team. It's like, no, like I'm born and raised in New England, love New England, sports across the board, everyone I love, even though the, the Red Sox are horrible, they're still my team. So anyways, Providence College, 3,312 miles away. Yes, I have Google mapped it from my doorstep, <laughs> so I know. And they took a trip out to California two weeks ago, or maybe not. It's actually more like a month ago now, for the Wooden Classic, which is a great basketball tournament where Michigan State, Arizona, a couple of the great teams played as well. And I made Kate um, finish up her Thanksgiving uh, dinner early. <laughs> I actually moved the entire family's dinner up by six hours. We had Thanksgiving, and then we shot up to Anaheim, and we watched three games in four days where Providence College beat Evansville, beat number 11 at the time, Arizona, and then lost to the number one ranked team in the country as we speak, Michigan State, even though we were up by four points with three minutes left. And Providence has gone on to have an amazing season. We're number 14 in the country, not quite as high as Virginia, but still doing and looking really good. And I got to see them live three times in four days. I was in heaven. Oh, yeah. And I love those tournaments. Like, you know, Galpa Nation, if you ever get a chance to go to like a basketball tournament like that, one of the best ones is the ACC one, um, just because you get to see so much good basketball. It's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. Or an NCAA regional. I got to go a couple years ago when UVA was the number one seed, properly seeded, unlike last year. And... um we went to Raleigh. I was so sick. I had the flu. And that's when you know you love something is when you're sitting there. And I was literally chewing on a pretzel and sipping on Sprite going, just please, please just let me get through this. And we were there when Duke lost to, <laughs> to Mercer. And that, oh, was, wow. that was fantastic. That student section, they came to play. They had this dude in like some giant um, sombrero and a guy in a bear suit. And they like, they were partied. They were fantastic. They wow. were the best part of it. Because um, Duke fans, even though it was a Raleigh and it's like literally 20 minutes away from Durham, they didn't come at all to the regional. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me that an ACC team lost, you know, to a lower ranked team in the <laughs> tournament. It happens pretty often. Uh, not that often, unfortunately. <laughs> not for Virginia, no, because we only lose to Michigan State. I do feel your pain with the Michigan State thing. You guys got Tom Izzo'd. I mean, he's brilliant in the last three minutes. <laughs> he really is. We got Izzo'd. You got Izzo. Yeah, it's painful. I mean, it, it hurts when you lose something like that. At least it's the beginning of the season and it's a good loss. Like, that's the kind of thing where, you know, people are like with college basketball, like, oh, good losses. Because college basketball nerds like you and me are watching it like right now. And RPI. Then, yeah. RPI is so important. It's ridiculously important. And that's why, like, uh, Virginia this weekend, uh, my husband surprised me with surprise tickets. 
we're going to see them play Villanova. I'm super excited. Um, wow. So- Big East versus ACC. That'll be a good game. Yeah, it's tipping off at noon Eastern Standard Time. I believe it's going to be on ESPN. I'm pretty sure. What date is that? Um, This Saturday. Oh, my God. I will be watching this. And I'll be pretty excited, honestly, if either team wins because I just love good basketball. But I will say this. Knowing that you know that RPI is really important, do you know what the number one ranked conference is according to RPI right now? Would that be the Big East? Ah, uh, you said it, not me. Cha-ching, <laughs> winner. But hey, let's be honest. It's early. Once the ACC uh, season starts and ACC teams start playing ACC teams, then I'm sure they'll uh, float up a little closer to first place. Yeah, that's the challenge of being an ACC team is that it's a gauntlet. I mean, if you can get past, and that's what made me so mad last year when Virginia wasn't ranked properly, when Villanova was ranked higher, because I'm going, they were practically undefeated in the ACC. You know, and that's the thing that bugged me. I'm going, you know, to get through the ACC, that's hard. That's super, super hard. And the Big East back in the day, sure, you know, those 1980s teams, those 1990s teams, early 2000s, absolutely, when you had Syracuse and Louisville and Notre Dame, but you guys don't have those anymore. I mean, you, you just don't. We don't, but let's let's go through this right now, and let's say, listen, ACC is awesome, Big 12 is awesome. Right now, the, the Big East does have the number 9, 11, 14, and 18th ranked team in the nation. So, legit conference right now. Um, it's, it's not what it used to be, and, and I'm not saying this to be a smartass because I honestly don't know, but what, what happened to Virginia in the tournament last year? Oh, a um, couple things. Um, Justin Anderson was had an appendectomy, like literally like three weeks before, and he Ugh. had just come back from having pinky surgery. So okay. you know, and he's he was huge last year for us. So that happened. Um, you know, but I yeah. mean, how far how far in the tournament did you make? Oh that? no, really? only second round. Like this that okay, time so we you didn't got bumped get, out of three. Yeah, so. we got bumped, and it just sucked because again we got Tom Izzo. Um, I will say what what sucked even worse was what happened to Providence. So I watched. We were ranked. Um, we were a six seed, and mm-hmm. so like we were um, looking for the playing game it was Dayton versus Boise State and I watched the game and I was like both of these teams suck like I was just like these teams are two bad teams I don't I don't care who we play we're gonna just obviously blow that team out of the water and then skip on into round two well that did not happen Dayton won and then we had to go to Dayton to play in an NCAA game yeah, at their home court unfair unfair I know but I, I remember but I want to put it I want to put an asterisk in there if you're a six seed, you should be okay going to Dayton, an 11 seed, and, and winning. So I'm not crying a river. I'm not whining. Providence should have won. We didn't take care of business, and we went home in the first rounds. Ugh. So what is a successful season for you now? Because you guys have an amazing player. Can we talk yeah. about Chris Dunn for a minute? Can we talk about him? I'd love to. Uh, to me, a successful season will be Final Four. Um, if I get to the Elite Eights, I'm going to say, you know what? That was a really good season, but I want to see Chris Dunn play in a Final Four game on that kind of stage. He is a walking triple-double. This is kind of a fun fact, Ramona. Um, Chris Dunn, this has never been done in Division One college basketball ever. Think about that statement real quick. This has never been done, and, and, and Chris Dunn did not do it, so I'm, I'm not going like, to leave a little bit of a teaser. But nobody has ever gotten a quadruple double in Division One college basketball in any game since the beginning of time, since the beginning of Division One college basketball. Chris Dunn, four games ago, had 26 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, and 8 steals. 
I mean, he's incredible. He's so, so good. And I mean, wouldn't watch him. That's basically the Heisman Trophy for college basketball. If he keeps the pace he's going, I, I cannot see anybody overtaking him. I mean, I know they're talking that Ben Simmons guy in LSU, but they're four and four. Come on, yeah, and not, not even, yeah, and not even that. But I'm just, he's wasted there. He's absolutely wasted there. I don't, I don't know why he went there. Um, mm. if he's supposedly this good. He's yeah, a one and great. done. He's going to be drafted next year. I think he was thinking like Shaquille O'Neal, like went to LSU, like churned the program around, but he's not doing that. Um, two steals away from a quadruple double. Two yeah. steals. God, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, he is crazy. And I mean, your season, I mean, looking forward to some of the games, you know, you guys are becoming to um, conference play soon. Um, you know, it really gets interesting again, the 31st at Butler, and then you guys have yeah, St. John's ranked. Marquette. 18, yeah, they're 18. Butler's 18. But it's not the butler of old. You know, Brad Stevens leaves for the Celtics. And, you know, it's not the same <laughs> butler. But St. John's is good. Marquette is excellent. Um, so, you know, you guys, you don't, ha- it's not an easy road. I mean, college basketball is not an easy road. I don't care what conference you play in. It, it's not easy to get wins. No, I agree. And, you know, we got Villanova coming up, which is brutal. We have um, Xavier, who, by the way, is considered by most uh, or by a lot of teams, like, I mean, sorry, a lot of analysts as one of the most complete teams in the country. Like, Xavier is killing it right now. They're crushing it. Again, no ACC. I think the ACC is almost always more top-heavy than almost every single conference, in in a good way. I mean, like, they're just, you you can't, like, crack their top five. You put their top five in almost any other conference, and they'd be, like, the top five of the top six. Um, But the the Big East is going to make some noise this year. I think so, and it's a balanced division. I mean, it's a balanced league, so that's that's kind of nice. So I want to switch gears really fast because you are a Patriots fan, and we're sure. getting close to playoff time. Yeah, um, there's some key injuries going on in New England. Oh, did you see the latest? I, yes, like Aaron Blount out for the season. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. I mean, you know, granted Gronk is back. That that probably gives you some solace, um, yes. and it's very helpful for you guys. Not that we ever want injuries to happen, but for the Cincinnati Bengals to have the injuries that they're having right now. Um, right now, it makes it a little bit easier, I feel like, for you guys to get into the AFC um, spot for the Super Bowl. I feel like now the road's open because I'm trying to really think within there what the Broncos, maybe. Um, uh, the Broncos are the most, like, they're the worst, like, three-loss team I think I've ever seen at this point in the season. They really are, and they're not balanced at all. And again, the quarterback situation, that's a rookie quarterback, basically. He's not going to be able yeah. to play off pressure. It's just not going to happen. Uh-oh. So now with the Bengals, and they're imploding, and I don't really trust them anyway because, I'm sorry, I've never trusted them in playoff situations. They always <laughs> look great. I mean, they just don't. They don't deliver. Sorry. Um, you know, Steelers, I'm not sure what the hell's going on there. Um, so really, the AFC is kind of just wide open right it now, is. I feel like. I think the Patriots are way in the driver's seat, by the way. I mean, right now, you know, we have two losses. Um, injuries are definitely a scare, but, you know, every team can cry a river about injuries, so I'm not going to sit here and do that. But, I mean, the fact that we did lose our top two running backs and we're going into really uncharted territory with this guy, White, and then with, um, what's the other guy's name? Charles with the B, um, Broken or something. <laughs> <laughs> he he he's good. I mean, they're both good. I think they're going to do it just with the Patriots offense. Like we kind of have like this plug and play system. But I mean, like Garrett Blount's legit. I mean, he's a veteran. He's big. He's powerful. Like you just want him. And Deion Sanders, uh, sorry, Deion Lewis was doing such good things. Uh, he was so cool. Like you just want to see that team on the field. But that's not going to happen. Patriots will adjust. Uh, we'll find ways to win. I have no doubt. The road to the Super Bowl, I have no doubt, will go through New England, which to me only makes sense since we are defending Super Bowl champions. And I'm pretty excited about that. So I, I think we're going to finish the season strong, 
I think, to be honest with you, this might surprise you, and this is not because I'm friends with Michael O'Neill, but the Steelers are a team that scares me because Ben Roethlisberger has always hurt the Patriots, and their their offense is, like, scary good. And so if their defense just, like, happens to have a good game, then it's like, uh-oh, that's a really good team. So that's the team that scares me the most, to be honest with you. I'll play Denver nine times, uh, like, on Sunday. Like, I'll play them all day long. They don't scare me at all. Steelers scare me a little bit. That's about it. And uh, we'll see who the uh, NFC can offer on a plate. Well, the NFC, I mean, the two front runners right now, Arizona, no question, and Carolina. Can I tell you how much I love the Carolina Panthers? I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I, I just, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. I'm just so, just, <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough podcast time in the world, John. I can <laughs> and, hear. And Galpa Nation knows my thoughts on this. It, it, they okay. know my thoughts on Chip Kelly and the fact that he's the great, powerful Oz, really awesome in the front. And then so we small man behind the curtain. <laughs> um, but here's the thing is that the Panthers for me right now are playing such good football. And if they can keep that up, I feel like they could be either the Steelers or they could be New England. No yeah. question. Absolutely. I, Cam Newton is playing the best football of his life i think cam newton is the best football player on this planet right Absolutely now Absolutely agree by a long shot i mean not even a close second i mean tom brady is tom brady he's mr veteran like you want him on your team as a quarterback but i mean he's you know he's only a couple dimensions like he might be like two or three dimensional like cam newton's like 19 dimensions like there's just like nothing he can't do and once he gets on a roll it's like forget about it so they're terrifying like it would be such a blessing if somehow they don't make it to the super bowl because if they do I think rightfully so. The steel, uh, the Panthers will be favored by at least eight points. I think so too, and I feel like that's the most complete team in the NFL right now, which is so surprising because again, he had such an injury loss with Kelvin Benjamin, you know, being out. Imagine if he also had Kelvin Benjamin. Goodness, it's scary! It's like not fair. It's almost like the universe said, "You know what? You're going to be too good this year, so we're going to take at least one <laughs> obstacle. We had to have one obstacle to make it harder for you." Well, Just I think the universe bit. did that for the Panthers in the NFC and the Patriots in the AFC because we were so cruise control you know we were like nine and oh killing teams mm-hmm. Dion lewis Legarrette blount edelman like we just couldn't be stopped took them all away from us you know in the matter of two weeks not to mention our offensive line just got shredded as well so and you know when you have a non-mobile quarterback like tom brady like that's the de- that's a kiss of death as well so so i think uh the the both the panthers and the pass got a little bit of that uh hey let's just kind of even things up a little bit here Absolutely, absolutely. So, John, since a lot of my listeners are sports fans, they don't ever go into the business space of um, podcasting. Can you tell them a little bit about your podcast? And, you know, I mean, I obviously know it very well, um, but Entrepreneur uh-huh. Fire is like one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Um, I don't know if Galpanisha knows that or not, but he, it is. <laughs> So one thing I do want to say before we move off of sports, and I would love to answer that question directly. Let me just ask you one trivia question. Can I do sure. that, Ramon Rice? I'm terrible at trivia, by the way. Um, you should listen to Trivial Warfare. It's a great podcast <laughs> on Blog Talk Radio. Podvader <laughs> and I were on there with Corey, uh, Corey Finneran and Nick Superling at Podcast Movement, and it's hilarious how bad we were. But go ahead. Oh, man. Okay. So there's one team in Division One sports. Sorry, there's one school in Division One sports that has both their men's hockey and men's basketball team ranked in the entire country. One college. Can you name that college? Would that be your college? Providence. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And, oh, by the way, the men's hockey team, besides being defending national champions, which they were three to one underdogs, um, and I was in Vegas and I put down... A G on that game. Nice. So uh, do the math. It worked out well. 
Um, and they won that game. Um, they are ranked number one and have been for the last eight weeks, and they are 13-0-2, undefeated to this day. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's really hard to do. And college hockey is one of those things that you know when you get to watch it, it's a lot of fun. Like those, players, yeah, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Again, it's college fun. sports is way better than pro sports by far, by far. And Ramona, I like to see like you know like you get like Division one sports, but it, I mean just think, think about that. I mean, Providence is thirty eight hundred people. It's a small private Catholic college yeah. in Rhode Island, and they're the only school in the country that has a ranked basketball and hockey team so let's give some props for props are due providence Yay, friars. but let's move into the biz so yeah so i have a podcast seven days a week called entrepreneur on fire where i interview today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week i've done over 1200 episodes to date generate 1.2 to 1.3 million listens per month and I'm able to generate a pretty decent revenue as well, which I publish publicly every month at eofire.com slash income. So we like to just share exactly what's working and what's not within our business every single month. So what I've been able to do is have a fun time interviewing successful entrepreneurs, kind of sharing their stories, which really focus on their worst moments so we can pull out lessons learned, their aha moments so we can really understand like what ideas they had that were turned into success and how they did that. So we can kind of reverse engineer that. And then I have a little lightning round with some really rapid fire questions like the best advice, what held them back from being an entrepreneur back in the day, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So we have a lot of fun and it's seven days a week. And I make sure to really try to share with my audience, Fire Nation, these tips, tools, and tactics so that they can take their entrepreneurial leap. So that in a nutshell is what EO Fire is all about. And uh, I'm having a blast. Yeah, it's like watching game tape. I mean, that's that's what you're doing. <laughs> true, true. It really is. It's like, oh, like remember when Cam Newton threw for nine touchdowns in like two quarters? Like, let's go back and review what he did right. And like that's what we do on my show. I go back to, you know, what went wrong in people's businesses and why, what went right in people's businesses and why. Like we dissect it. We do the game tape. Excellent, excellent. All right, one more piece of business, and then you got to go because it's your birthday, and you got way it's closer. my birthday. It's your birthday, and it's for real though. Okay, so I will be hosting the first annual Galpal Nation Celebrity Podcasters um, Bracketology Challenge. So I'm officially inviting you if you would like to join in. So we're gonna have podcasters all over, like really good ones, fill out brackets against Galpal Nation, and we're gonna see who does the best. So I'm just kind of curious if you want in. Is this for March Madness? Yes. Oh my God, I'm in. <laughs> I figured. I didn't think I'd have to twist your arm that much, but yeah, Maybe. I figured I'd formally invite you and be nice uh, about it. Yes. Formally accepting. That, excellent. All right. There he is. He's on the hook. And again, it's John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, Galpal Nation, all the links to John and all of his shows and products and things. And let me tell you again, if you're looking to start a podcast, he's a great resource to, to start with. He really is. I got lucky and I got to be mentored by Jay Soderberg. <laughs> Not everybody gets to do that. Um, <laughs> he literally found me in Las Vegas wandering without a podcast, John. It's a true story. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. At New Media Expo, he heard me go on a rant. Uh, this is after I had dinner with Mark Asquith, who's a buddy of ours. Um, and he, um, you know, and Mark convinced me to do a podcast and Pod Vader heard me go on a rant and he goes, I want you on my network. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know who you are, but yay. And it turned out to be Pod Vader. So that's, that's the true story of how I got my podcast. So, well, that's yeah. pretty cool stuff. And listen, I know that a lot of your listeners are not like super amped. Like I want to go start a podcast because they're in the sports or that stuff. Some of them are. I do have a free podcasting course at freepodcastcourse.com. You should check it out. And of course, Ramona does so many cool things at podcastwebsites.com, which is worth checking out for all the obvious reasons. 
But, um, you know, I think uh, something even more valuable for your listeners, Ramona, is goals because your listeners understand the goals. Because if you don't have goals in sports as an athlete, like you don't have success. So that was really what my big focus of 2015 was, was to create the solution for people that have goals. So I actually have officially created and published my first physical product, which is called The Freedom Journal, which the tagline is set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. So that's really where my passion is right now. This teaches you how to set a smart goal and then accomplish that goal in 100 days. And if Gal Pound Nation wants to check out what's going on there, we have thefreedomjournal.com. Some killer gifts and some more explanation all there. Exactly. And again, all the links to John and the Freedom Journal and everything. And again, this isn't just business. This is any kind of... Um, any what, goal. Any goal. Like if you want to lose weight or pay off debt or you want to be a better husband or you want to learn what a 3-4 defense is, whatever that goal is, we can help <laughs> you find out about it. So again, all the links to John are going to be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal or of course on my website sportsgalpal.com. And again, John, I really appreciate you fitting me in on a very busy day. And thank you for letting me accost you on a bus in Dallas. Ramona, I appreciate you. I appreciate Gal Pound Nation. And I'm just excited to uh, see where you take this. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.